honey, you're ruining our kid. The parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network with me, Jarleth Regan, and my wife, Tina. There she is. Hello. On her phone. On her phone. Checking She's you off the phone. You've amended the notes. I have amended the <laughs> notes. I've included all sorts. Yeah, because I We've was like, that's so not what I wrote. <laughs> stuff for you guys to enjoy uh, this week. Including a question from a mom who wants to know how the hell do you teach your kids just to be more part of the community, more willing to work? How do you teach work ethic to your kids? Maybe the toughest question we've ever had. Well, it's it's something that's coming up in all areas everywhere. I wanted you to ask you a question, Tina, as we come out of midterm break. Congratulations on surviving it. Yeah. Breathe out now yes. that they're back at school. Uh, you can get back to doing work properly and maybe just get a rest. I mean, it's so bloody <laughs> exhausting. Midterm break is not a break for parents. Yeah, uh, it's last, so full on. Yeah, yeah. and last time uh, we were on talking about midterm breaks specifically, we stayed at a beautiful hotel in Kilkenny and we saw some terrible shit in the swimming pool. That's true. And oh my it God. made me think about, because last time we went ago. to see Wonka, which totally recommend everybody oh, yeah. go and see Brilliant Wonka. Brilliant family movie. What a beautiful beautiful uh, addendum to the existing movie yeah, and honoured the classic honoured the classic and also there was a row of kids in front of us who were loving it loving it you, that's your version because I was a bit like am I going to have to go down here and tell these kids sit down they were watch dancing. the movie they were getting involved in all the they dances were, they were dancing but there was a moment at the start where you turned to me and said, are they just not going to control their kids oh, yeah. at all? Yeah, before the movie started, I got a bit worried. And that made me wonder, to start off the show, I wanted to ask you, Tina, as the child behaviour expert, maybe this is an etiquette question. When is it okay to step in? Now, I'm talking about when let's not go near the more serious stuff of people hitting their kids in public or you know shouting in their kids faces or where you think a kid's in danger i mean where kids are acting the bollocks in the old days in the 80s specifically parents random parents would discipline random kids people who weren't even parents would go it would be a threat on a train. The man would come over now and he, to see the man, mm-hmm. to see the big man yeah. there, he's going to tell you. He's not liking what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And you, that man would be sitting there going, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but you were threatened by other people. Yeah, that's true. When do you believe or the, or is it okay to step in and go, uh, you guys again need to be quiet? Is um, the cinema number one? I think it's impossible to do that if there's a parent there. If there's a parent there, you got to hope that parent mm. is going to step up. I mean, if you're at a cinema or something like that, you can go out to the lobby and tell on them. What if the parents have nipped to the lobby themselves and the kids are going bananas? Oh, well, if there's no grown up there, you're absolutely you're allowed to go full teacher. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you guys have no idea what full teacher <laughs> looks like. With <laughs> I'm Tina. a nice teacher. I mean, we should put up a video of the ice stare that you give kids. I don't know if it's that scary. Tina, I just think it's like an X Men superpower. Yeah. Tina will look across the room and it, it's like this stare nearly makes a sound. It goes <laughs> shing, and they go. Huh, 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 huh. <laughs> the lady looked at him. Guys, we better stop. No, you're making me sound terrifying. I I agree. The, the look is terrifying. I you're agree not terrifying. that I definitely can get kids to stop doing stuff up to a certain age. So and then they're like, "What's with the lady?" So if there's no parent around, you're yeah. up for it. So yeah. Sean Hughes. R.I.P. Sean Hughes uh, uh, used to be a good friend of mine. 
remember him telling me a story of being in a cafe where they had the lovely bread. It was an artisan kind of hipster yeah. cafe in Shoreditch. And Sean was they incredibly had, cranky. God rest oh, God, yeah. No, he was like Larry David <laughs> before there was Larry yeah, David. Yeah. And this kid was going up and picking up the bread rolls. And oh, pe- no. get, putting them back kill, and putting them in me. different baskets. I pick up the brown one and I put it in the white basket. And he was looking at it going as a germaphobe. Uh, if this kid touches another one of those breads, yeah. I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And eventually got up from his coffee and said, oh, God. you're not meant to touch the bread. And his dad went bananas. Like he said, turned out the dad was somebody in the industry. <laughs> took the opportunity to smack Sean down and say, what would you even know about raising kids? Oh, All of this kicked off. A good example of you needed that dad to be out of the picture for you to make that correction. Well, he should have gone to the dad if the grown up is there. I would never go straight to the kid because the grown up's there. You what need... do you say to the dad then? You just say, I don't know your if, kid's you, being a if you've noticed, but your kid is touching all the bread. Then you've afforded the dad an opportunity to do something about it. And if he doesn't, then you go up to the kid mm. and you say, I don't think what Sean said was wrong. I'd be much more in both situations, <laughs> right? In the cinema and the cafe and the bread touching. I would be much more inclined to tell on them to the staff. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring the parents into it. You do what Sean did. I've seen you do it. Mm. Where were we recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We were in uh, Calmar Abbey. And there was a yes. kid who oh kept opening gosh. the presses and ringing the Kyle bells. Murabi, in case you guys don't know, the most beautiful old school in Mayo. And uh, go away. Same thing. No. Charlotte! <laughs> when we, yeah, I just so say annoying. that to annoy Tina. Mikey and I both say that all the time to annoy her. Uh, we're at Kyle Morabi. Just stunning piece of history. Yeah. As of course, there is a little French kid who is not, uh, I do not listen to my parents. I make a, I just run around with the shitty pants. Oh, and, uh, dear, that's not nice. Oh, Tina, he was a little street urchin. <laughs> like, it wasn't on him that he had shitty pants. His parents couldn't have given a fuck. Yeah, and they he were was letting him do all. dragging out of things that he were was, 200 years old. He was opening drawers and emptying them. And I was like, you're not supposed to open a drawer. He didn't speak English. So yeah. I said to him. You're not meant to do that. Yeah. And I just said it really straight. You're not meant to do that. Mm. And then his mother turned around, who I assume had some English, <laughs> who didn't go, yeah, the man's right. She just gave me the death stare that you give she kids. She did give you the death stare. <laughs> but I did think, I, I thought you were you were okay. It was a little bit gruff. Mm. Like, the worst I how, saw. How should I have done it? Uh, you can, like, you could have just me, gone. little boy. No, you could have just gone. That's a piece of Irish heritage you just fucked up there. I don't know if you know this, but we're not allowed to touch that. Can you? Well, actually. doesn't speak English to No, no, what I always do is I it's always like talking say. talking to a dog. If I'm trying to tell a kid not to do something, I will always say, oh, you didn't know this, but you're actually not allowed to do that. And, I, and then I always go, if you see someone else doing that. Will you please let them know that oh, that's not okay? So you and make then, him the cops. Then it's okay because he's like, "Oh, I didn't know, I, and I yeah. must remember." I'm much to let more. You have to stop it now. Yeah, you have to stop it. <laughs> You're to stop. Call the guards. But it just means they're not walking off offended. They're walking off thinking, "Oh, I oh, must I, remember." I'm, that. I'm the big guy now. Yeah, I've experienced. Who knows? The worst one you did was when we were in the zoo, and you were holding Mikey, oh, who's a tiny, tiny this baby. Is so embarrassing. And then this little. Also, tiny child, maybe four year old, fell over Jarlet, and Jarlet was like, 
what were you doing? <laughs> Where'd you even come from? And I had seen the whole thing and I had I just had. seen Charlotte not see the child. I just walked, walked on this kid. <laughs> you like, did. Like, you, know the way, you know the way kids are like tiny little calves? Yeah. Well, I stood on this little girl's calf yeah. muscles and like kind of trod her to the ground like a steamroller. You were so sleep deprived. Because I couldn't see where I was going. I had around, a kid in my hands. Yeah, you turned around to a four-year-old and were like, where did you come from? Where did you come from? Yeah, this like, is on you. Who's even watching this kid? <laughs> She looked at me like, this is a trauma I'm going to keep with me for the rest of my days. She probably did. Pro- probably does. She'll probably get an email from her now. Uh, let's get to saying. question number one. Hi, Jarantina. I hope it's okay to email you with a query for your podcast. Of course it's okay. Irishmanabroadpodcast.gmail.com or honey, you're ruining your kid at gmail.com. I love it, by the way, and have been listening since I saw you on the Angela Scanlon show on RTE. Also, I can't wait to come to one of your shows. Uh, Jigsler.com forward slash gigs <laughs> for upcoming tour dates. I need help. I am a mum of 3.2 boys. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that means. I think it's three children, two boys. Three children, <laughs> mum of three. <laughs> three point two boys. I'm not sure you really count this as a human being. <laughs> point two, two boys and a girl, aged thirteen, eleven, and nine. It was all like self-explanatory if I just kept reading. <laughs> uh, youngest is a girl. We come from a busy dairy farm, where my husband and I both work. My issue is my kids with the farm, especially the oldest. My God, trying to get him to work is so hard. Every time we ask, there is a drama and it ends up getting so heated and unfortunately shouting. We pay him. We try our best to inform him of what exactly he has to do and how long it will take. But of course, this can change. His sense of entitlement is overwhelming. He answers back continuously. Anyway, I guess I just want to teach my kids the meaning of helping out a family business. Mm -hmm. Having a work ethic and knowing they have responsibilities is the key for me. They want for nothing in life and are so privileged. But it is so hard to teach them that you have to help and work and take responsibility for things. How do I teach them that they don't have the right to question our authority on anything and answer back so much anonymous. That is an, a very relatable question. I'm very aware that my son is very... To a lot of people. To a lot of people. Right. Especially me. I love this question. <laughs> yeah. Right. It. I think it's an age thing as well as anything else. It's a very difficult age. Um, but I feel like a lot of people... And if any, if we were all honest, every single parent is struggling with this one. I think some aren't, right? Here's who's the parents that I think are not struggling with. Okay. Those that got in early. Yeah. Now, I would say if this mom is really honest, introducing the work at this point is the problem. Mm. That if the scenario had been, of course, you guys, uh, have you got your jobs done before dinner when they were weenie teeny? You're Montessorian. Yeah, well, you I understand believe in that completely. This, yeah. Uh, that, like, they feel invested. They feel yeah. part of it. They're happier. Do you know what I feel, though, happens? School and homework. 
because you can have a real like I had a really good setup and people can have a really good setup before they go to school and so uh, you've got this tiny little kid who has all their jobs and they're really responsible and independent and it's working brilliantly and then life happens to your home and you've got school and homework and stressed out children and all these different activities and it is really hard to fit in those jobs yeah it okay. just is I so take that on board little by little also, you let those jobs sure. dwindle away and then they come mm-hmm. to an age where you're like no they should have jobs they should be involved in the farm and of course they should but then it's really hard just like you say to get them to be involved did, did you have jobs growing up i had so many jobs me too in the house, yeah i remember there was a roster i don't think i remember there was being a, seven years old hoovering the house but I don't think there was a roster in our house. I think I kind of took it upon myself to have jobs. Yeah. Because I saw my mom working all the time and I used to think on the Saturday, well, if, you I, were do, that kid. if I do this and this. That was my brother. You know, then she won't have to do my it. My brother but had assigned she, himself. My brother had assigned himself all these jobs. Like his job was to get up in the morning, bring tea up to my parents, lay the table for breakfast, have everybody out of bed at a quarter to eight. And he would be downstairs clapping his hands and singing along to Bruce Springsteen That's to cute. try and wake us all up. Oh. Like, that was his method. Up, give it! Hear him. That's how, that was our alarm. Yeah. Um, I was the kid that was told, you have to clean the down, the downstairs bathroom. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you have to do these jobs. And like, honestly, I was washing my own clothes early doors yeah but you're like this is kind of worrying because then you just just stop doing all that stuff so really does it help you as a human when you get older i don't know oh whoa, whoa. Well, like i've known you Shots a long time fired on saturday i will know you 24 Shots years fired. and when we first started dating your apartment was a cesspit speak to my flatmate who at the time he was worse than he you. didn't understand why the apartment was a cesspit but my room was immaculate no, 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 Jared, I'm sorry. My room was immaculate. The rest of the apartment was destroyed. Your room was tidy. It wasn't clean. Immaculate. It was not. By those standards. Okay. And <laughs> then I immaculate. lived with you. I've lived with you for a yeah. long time. You don't do shit yeah. like that. Okay. So what is the, what well, is the, how do we get this You're happen? the problem. I'm the problem. Right. I do too much. And this mom is the problem. Yeah, we do that, too much. I believe this. Mm-hmm. That the sense these kids have is that like, It'll get taken care of. Yes. And that is something I struggle with too. And you, you have been in my life 24 years. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're just on it. You're on everything. You really are all over everything. I, yeah. I say this jokingly. I don't get a chance to pick up my clothes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? No, that, no, like, I do. I you, agree that Mikey do, doesn't get a chance either. You used to come either. in and clean the dishes in our apartment because yeah. you couldn't stand seeing them oh, there. Well, it and I'm sure this mom is the same way. Disgusting. And she's like, well, why aren't you a shareholder mm. in this? Why do you view this as, as she says, the entitlement to the staff looking yeah. after it? I feel this pain. I, I, I have to say to this mom, I relate to you on an absolute visceral level. Because I feel like I have all the tools and I still don't know. you got two tools anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's so funny because this morning... I was reading another thing on this okay. as just coinkydink. And it was, there's this like list from, um, you know, the Children's Psychiatric Society or whatever it is I follow. I can't remember the exact name Children of it. Children have set up their own psychiatric facility. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair place. <pleasant. laughs> 
I've obviously got that name wrong. Stop setting up these societies and do a bit more housework, lads. (laughs) uh, uh, It had five simple rules to help you as a parent avoid an entitled child. Hit me with a number one. First one was be careful with how you praise your child. And that is something I've always said, but we I still get it wrong. Mm-hmm. They're like, do not praise them for things they should be doing. Instead, praise when they worked hard. Say, I'm so proud of how hard you worked on this product project. And I'm always saying that if a child shows you your draw a drawing, don't say, oh, my God, that's amazing. Say, thank you for showing me your drawing. I love it. Don't tell them it's brilliant. They'll stop trying with that drawing. <laughs> I see it all the time mm-hmm. in the classroom. Yeah. All the time. If you say, if you overpraise your kid, they just think, what a dumbass. Yeah, I didn't even have to do anything. I didn't even try that hard. Yeah. And then they say, the second rule is, set and enforce clear boundaries. Bedtime is 8pm. Sticking to rules is important. And that is a really important one. Because if there's wriggle room on the rules in your house, the respect slides away Mm -hmm. and if you are finding yourself married to someone who sometimes lets rules slide you have to try and get them in line get them in line again be on the same page bring them back and be like we're the same cop these boundaries are so important because when we say something we need to know that they know we mean it yeah this may not eradicate answering back no but it would make them understand that you're never going to win like when the ref shows you a yellow card no one has ever had the ref rescind it. No. So I, I get that. I and do get that. But I do think, just to jump in really quick, the pushback is so natural. Mm-hmm. But the practice for you is ignoring it. Ignoring it to a point. But if it's too cheeky and too disrespectful, you are well within your rights to say, okay, I'm giving you a warning now. If this doesn't stop, I do not like how you're speaking to me. I'm your mother. You should not speak to me like that. You're getting a consequence and that is fair enough. It just sounds like how you talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) But that does work. This one is so important. I'm joking there, but Tina, that that, over and over in this series, Mm. doesn't matter what age the kid is, every kid deserves the warning. Oh yeah, you got it. She says we're going to shouting matches. Don't let it get there. You're the boss. Yeah, you have to remember, no. it's very coming. hard to remember you're the boss. In those moments, you have to take the breath, count to ten, and say, okay. Here's a warning. You're going to get a warning. This is not okay. The way you're speaking to me right now is disrespectful. I will give you a warning, and if you continue, there's going to be right. a consequence. what's next? Okay, so this seems like a no-brainer, but oh my God, so many parents are getting it wrong with this one. Limit material rewards. Let's celebrate without buying anything. That's important. Why does your kid always need something? It's a slippery slope, especially if you are married to someone who's away a lot and has a lot lot of guilt. Yeah. Or also somebody who didn't get much stuff as a kid. kid. And like, look, if you're from that farming background, that was how it was because you were in the countryside. Um, You know what's mad about this one, Tina? Yeah. Is how much they'll prefer... If you guys do this, mm. we're all going to have a family board game. That, yeah. They're we going always, to want that because more. Because we're, so ex- we're so exhausted. We don't really want to yeah. do it. We forget yeah. how much they but just value that, that family time. together time. Yeah. But um, the material thing is so important, though, because it gets out of control fast. And all of a sudden, your child's asking for things. And you're like, oh, my God, the little monkey's always asking for things. But, like, yeah. because you told him to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'll hurry up now. No, no. Teach accountability. 
let your teacher know you forgot to finish your homework. This I fall down on every time. I'm always covering his ass. I'm always covering swooping his. in. Yeah. Savior. And they actually said that's the number one Danger. worst thing you can do because that teaches the kids to not really care. My mom. It'll be sorted. My mom. These things always work out. This is the key. To yeah. me, this is the key. Uh, that yeah. it's like if you don't want to help on the farm. If you don't want to scrub out mm. that toilet, it is going to stink and that's on you. I don't know if that'll work because the kid won't care about that as much. But I think if they forget something or they lose something, you got to make them own that, you know, and then maybe that accountability will grow Trickle naturally. Down. Yeah. And the last one is avoid comparing them to others. And that is just... So important not to do that. Your cousin David would never do oh, this. Like we've gone out of our way not to do that. It's really, really hard mm. because sometimes it's an easy tool. Yeah. And others are doing it. Yeah. Relatives are yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. 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 You can feel the bang of it off. Yeah. People sometimes. Yeah. 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 But uh, that's a super important. Just don't. Because you're what do- does that do? Comparing. Comparing. Well, it, it makes them feel less. You're diminishing their uh, their confidence because you're making them think this person they like. But it's so hard to do. Yeah, sure. But it's so hard not to do it because essentially this mother is saying, I'm seeing other kids that are invested in the farm, yeah. that are doing the work. So how does she say you are below the acceptable standard without saying these other kids are the acceptable standard? Well, see, what you're doing, though, is... You're you're telling them that their strengths are, you know, what everyone has different strengths and different challenges. And by comparing these kids, you're saying that that kid is better than your kid when really they all just have their own abilities. It's just kind of tapping into them. How do we tap into our kids? And I think I always come back to this. I know and people must be like, "Okay, Tina, we know you're going to say this, but they need a family meeting. They need an actual family meeting where they talk to each other in a very respectful circle of trust where everyone gets the voice. And these parents need to be ready for the family meeting so that they don't lose it with mm-hmm. these kids who who are allowed to yeah. say whatever they feel, yeah. even if it is totally unreasonable what they say. Right. You just have to breed and take it because the hope is you're going to leave this family meeting with those kids understanding that we are a unit this is a community on this farm. We have to work together. Everyone in this house has a mm, role. It's a team. This is a team. And we need you guys to do jobs. We need each of you to have two jobs. Maybe start small. Okay, we're going to give you the opportunity to choose one of your jobs and we will assign the other one. Mm-hmm. That way you're not giving them full control, but they feel like they've got a bit of an option. And, you know, just reminding them that, you know, we have jobs where we are trying to fit everything in. We need you guys on board, too. Killer. Tina, anytime you're killing it like this, I'm always thinking, this is a free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I want to get it right for this mom, but I don't know. Because but you know what? One she is paying them. I don't think she should be. I don't know about the payment thing. When she said that, everybody gets pocket money. Obviously, a lot of people don't. Yeah. but most people get some sort of pocket money and i that's what i was going to say i think she should take the attachment away from being paid for the job yeah to actually you get pocket money every week because yeah. then Change she's allowed to if they don't do their jobs she can say well the consequence is you don't get your pocket money this week or something yeah. like that i mean i'd love to hear how this goes and i'd also love to hear how you guys 
are doing it yourselves because there's other people that aren't struggling with this. I think Somebody out there right yeah. now listening to this goes, well, my five-year-old loves pulling the clothes out of the clothes dryer and putting yeah. them in the basket and bringing them to the laundry room. Yeah. Get in touch. Honey, you're running our kid at gmail.com is the email address. And come on over to patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad where later on I'm going to discuss my visit back to my family home where my mother pulled out the file of every school report I ever got in my life. I can't believe you are not going to. I can't believe the file. You're not going to believe the stuff we found in there. Uh, that's over on Patreon. It it really does explain a few things. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, Tina, thanks so much for this answer, and thank you so much to this really honest yeah. mom for getting. But in I do touch. think of all the things we said, your advice of not reacting in the moments is going to make this mom feel more in control. Honestly, I can't wait for people to hear our analysis of those school reports. I, uh, I just, was your jaw on the floor? Well, I just didn't want you to show Mikey them. I I assumed the worst. <laughs> and I was right too. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, I'm yeah, joking. there's there's some startling information in there. Uh, and there's also some dramatic turnarounds in years when it was like they were kind of deciding hey, this guy's a bum. He's a waste of Look, time. What I, I really loved noticed, proving them wrong. What I really noticed, and I, want, I think I would love parents to take on board, your teacher really matters. Mm. Really matters. It can be the making of your kid. And if you think your kid has a teacher who doesn't believe in them, get into that classroom and tell that teacher to shake that shit off. Mm. Because it will affect your child. Yeah, I just hate they will the not idea try. of the, like, the finished notion mm. like this whole podcast hinges on the idea that any behavior can yeah. be broken in four days yeah. or changed or fixed also, or whatever you want your, to call it it's your responsibility as a parent to give every single child a fair chance in your class the idea that there are still teachers out there who just take yeah. a dislike to a kid yeah or who think that's their potential they mm. don't really have that in them. that's not a, in I've them definitely made a few teachers dislike me I'll yeah but say so that. what it's, yeah, it it's shouldn't their happen. job to yeah. make you want to like school I'm still have the pain in the hoop uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I found comedy hello Jarlath and Tina long time listener love your show I am a mum of a three year old daughter up until about a week ago she had been a complete angel uses manners picks up her toys always listens eats what we make generally just do what she's told Last week, it's like I brought home a totally different child from her Montessori. Mm. First of all, Tina, have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Okay, let's go. If I tell her she can't do something, I or have something or go somewhere, eat something or just in general, she starts screaming. So this is a new development from a a kid that was previously an angel. She will hit, bite, yell, scream, throw things. Won't allow me or her dad in her room. She will literally scream and cry for an hour. Holy flip. Wouldn't this freak you out as a parent who had mm. one day, next day, night and day? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do anything to console her. I've tried talking in a nice low, nice tone of voice taking her things away as she throws them, holding her to try to get her to calm down. 
using the distraction method, which is yeah. what you generally suggesting, well, leaving I, I her. I would never encourage anyone to hold their child, though, mm. when they're in a tantrum. Like, leaving her alone, but nothing seems to work. She eventually will snap out of it, especially if she sees me cry, mm-hmm. which I try to hide. So she doesn't think she has any power over me. We've tried good behavior charts, letting her be as independent as realistically possible. But I am at my wits end now. Sorry for the long drawn out post. No need to apologize. The more information yeah, you send us, the better. That's a lot better. of information. And I actually, feel like a terrible mother not knowing how to help my child. Anonymous. Well, I mean, a few things just off the top. If it's only been a week, it seems like you've tried a lot of different ways of coping and you might have given up on them all a little bit fast because your child needs a consistent reaction from their parent and you need a consistent approach for them to take you seriously. Another thing is, it's so normal for a three-year-old to just start acting out. Really? Big time. Well, that's going to come as we all great it, news yeah, we all to this mom and a lot twos, of people. But I think it's widely agreed now that the terrible trees are really the thing. Or, or the two can go into three. Yeah. But my heart and my tummy, my mommy worry, tells me that something has happened at Montessori. At school. Something, wow. Well, like it's a drastic difference Flip. in her yep. behavior. And she's only tiny. She doesn't really know how to express what has happened, how it has made her feel. And she is acting out because she is looking for something she needs. Yeah, she can't express it. And my first thing I would tell this mom to do, you need to set up a meeting with the Montessori. You need to figure out, has a new kid come into the class? You know, it could be as simple as a new kid joined the class and she's just kind of impressed with the behavior. Mm. I I used to see that a lot in Montessori. If Uh, a child entered the class late and maybe they were a little bit tricky, that kid, other kids would emulate their behavior at home because they'd be kind of super impressed testing it with what the kid yeah, was yeah. doing and they'd be like oh i'm gonna do this at home now don't it, do what that, donnie don't do yes yeah, but that would just stop like they do it a few times and then they just yeah. get it out of their system but i feel like something happened you need to go talk to the montessori teacher there could be friendship issues girls at this age find those very hard to you know, get through. They they really take the the heartache to their core, and it's a lot of worry. Their girls can be very tough on each other, mm. even at a very young age. It could be that she is coming down with something. She's just yeah, not generally very well. Place this mom who's on it so quick. Yeah, but it does sound like you say she's thrown a handful of darts at the dartboard. Yeah, she needs to pick an approach. Now, my approach for a three year old would be distraction. I don't think she should be leaving your kid on her own. She's mm. three years or old. Or holding her. I do not recommend holding a child, like restraining a kid. Mm. I don't recommend that. I think you can restrain the child. No, not restrain. <laughs> <laughs> distract. Distract. I meant okay. to say that's distract okay. the child. And that's an easy one to do. It doesn't matter if she's having like the ma- most massive meltdown of all time. The most important thing in that is not that you teach her a lesson. Or you get to be in charge. The most important thing about that is that she gets out of the tantrum and nothing happens. She doesn't hurt you. You don't hurt her. So just distract her with like squeezing sponges or turn on the tap and filling bowls of water. Just get something something else. Something else happening. Mm -hmm. When she's calm, then talk about it. Say, what were you feeling? 
when you started to scream. Does that work? Yeah. What was happening in your head? Yeah, because they're old enough to tell you. Yeah, and she needs a lot of work with her feelings because she is not... She doesn't sound like she's able to process what she's feeling. So, so when, need- let's talk about the, the going into the school. Yeah. When you go in, because that's the first port of call. Yeah. And this is what parents won't want to do because yeah. they won't want the they teachers to be- know they're struggling. Yeah. So it takes a bit. Mm. How would you word it if you're that parent? Well, for me, I would just be completely honest with the teacher and say, I am worried. This is very different behavior this is out of the blue so describe what the kid has been you'll just go in and say listen there's what's happened yeah up till a week ago yeah all good everything she told us yeah say we're really worried have you noticed anything has there been a change has there been i i would just say have you noticed anything because if she's a good teacher she should now if she tells you nothing has happened in the classroom she hasn't seen anything there's no friendship issues Fair enough, maybe she hasn't noticed yet. You can say, or he, you can say, can you keep an eye? Mm. And then you can also say, I would really like if you did some work on friendships and feelings and how we cope with anger, because my child needs help with that, obviously, because she is doing this. And yeah, we're so gonna, then you arrange a follow up meeting. Yeah. And then you ask for direction from her. You want to keep you don't want to get the teachers back up. Mm. You don't want to accuse them of not seeing something. If they haven't noticed anything, you just say, keep an eye because I feel mm. like there's something going on. There's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's so unbelievably helpful, Tina, I have to say. I hope so. You don't, a lot of time I don't think you get that, like, that's what a lot of parents need, is the guidance from your side of it as the teacher. Mm. If you want their help, not coming in with the accusation gun firing is going to make them go, hmm, interesting. Yeah, this is something to observe. Oh, yeah, because they know they're supposed to. Yeah. They they know. A teacher knows, I should have noticed if there's yeah. something going on. So I a, better keep an eye. A concern's been raised. Yeah. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. Um, distraction as the number one technique. Uh, and, and like you say, like in the previous question, I guess you need your partner to be on board too because yeah, you both need to both be doing the same doing thing. It. like a sticker chart for anger i wouldn't really go there with that because these emotional outbursts are going to be spontaneous so how could a sticker mm. chart ever it's work a red there? Mist. but what will work is distraction and i'm talking big things like take out the carpet get a brush let them hit mm. it mm. i'm talking about like turn on the taps let them play in the water get the bubbles in there something really sensory that's just going to bring them to a camera mm. place and then talk about the feelings get books from the library on feelings you're going to have to talk about happy feelings sad feelings jealous feelings frightened feelings um you can do like worry boxes you can you know have set up a little area in the house that your child can fill with different colors that represent different feelings if she's not able to talk to you about it she can still show you she's feeling this feeling and so you can know that how to help her with that So as I said, over on Patreon in the uh, final part of our show, after this next question, we're going to be looking back at those reports that I got in school. But we're also going to talk about what you do when your kid's report comes back and it's not great. Mm. How do you handle that? What should be said? 
what's the way to talk about it in those terms? Um, I certainly remember no discussion <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, my mother remembered discussions around it, but I was like, I don't, I don't remember that ever being said. Um, if you uh, got some dreadful reports <laughs> as a kid, you're going to want to hear that over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. Tina, question number three today is your favourite. It's a picky eater. <laughs> it's not my favourite. <laughs> I'm still a picky eater. <laughs> you are. I am. It's terrible. You, but the braces haven't helped. Now I can only eat like no, mush. We went out for the Valentine's Day and it was a disaster. I have a little bone to pick with restaurants. Why are none of them thinking about the person who's wearing a brace? Mm. Or the person... Or the elderly. Because you mean, eat like an... Yeah, I need now. mush. Basically, risotto. <laughs> baby food. Risotto would be fab. Thank yeah, you. So we went out for the Valentine's Day dinner. And yeah, well, Daryl the so whole time excited. was like, I found a place where you're going to be able to eat whatever you like. Because he knows a food is everything to me. It wasn't and whatever you like. I just saw something on the menu in this place and I was like, oh, she's going to love that. A goat's cheese tartlet. Which I do love, but you I can't love. eat a tartlet anymore because it's too flipping anyway. crunchy. Anyway, I wasn't, wasn't mean about yeah, it. Yeah, you weren't. But what wasn't great as well was when we got in the door. She ignored us for 15 minutes. She ignored us, uh, the, the lady seating everyone. And she spotted us, then went around every table, checked everybody was OK, mm-hmm. came back over to us and said, I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. Went to the computer and kind of looked I, at the I computer would, for a bit. Yeah. If it uh, wasn't Valentine's Day, I think you would have gone full Larry well, David. I am suffering with high blood pressure at the yeah. moment. And yeah, this right, did right. not help. Uh <laughs> you're also wearing a blood pressure monitor at I was the wearing time. a blood pressure monitor at the time yeah uh, so I was like keep it keep it. patience Monty <laughs> Charlotte and Tina please tell me I'm not the only parent whose four year old is a picky eater I don't know where I went wrong the first two years of her life we were locked down due to the pandemic so we weren't going to restaurants or eating at other people's houses I try so hard to get her to try new things she only wants snacks Cheerios and Cheez-Its. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa, that is a, a limited perfect diet. diet. <laughs> I mean, all the categories yeah. are filled there. She won't eat anything at preschool. I think they're starting to look at us like we starve her. I don't know what to do. Any advice? Well, that's very interesting that she's not eating at preschool either. Hmm. Because I was thinking, you know, I always go to Tina's Tapas. Now, this podcast has been going a long time. So the Tina's Tapas episode is like maybe 100 episodes ago. Yeah. And basically this method that I use, it works every single time. Just sometimes, especially with a child like this, it's going to take a bit longer. Right. Yeah. But what I would encourage this mom to do straight away is that now from now on, Whatever dinner you're making, you make the dinner, but every component of that dinner gets put in a separate bowl as it would at a tapas restaurant with a spoon and all the plates are forever empty and something on that table contains something you know your child will eat. In this case, Cheerios. Is that what she said? (laughs) I mean, like just have it out there. Yeah, because you but need to know a small amount in the bowl. A small amount of that, and you also the most important thing here is that your child gets fed. Mm-hmm. So you know we want them to broaden their food palate. You but would put Cheerios if that's with all, the dinner. If that's all that kid so is likely to eat, is yeah, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Do you put out uh, the cooked mince? Yeah. The red sauce. No. The spaghetti, the vegetables that then go into the the spaghetti bolognese sauce mm-hmm. the parmesan cheese yeah 
the salt and pepper. Yeah. Uh, all that gets its own little bowl. Yeah, and I was saying no to the sauce, but actually if your child is that picky that they won't even touch a sauce, fair enough. Leave yeah, it in separate a separate bowl. It. And if you think like this child... One with it pre-mixed maybe. If you are in a dire situation where your kid will only eat this... There is no harm. Put the bowl of Cheerios on the table too. Is that what they said? Was it Cheerios? Che- Cheez-Its and, and Cheerios. Yeah, fine. But, uh, one of them. And then empty plates. And then just say nothing. Do not yeah, talk about is, the food. This is the magic ingredient. Yeah, and that it I works. Because you've got to take the yeah. pressure away. But you also, like, it's such, like, I have to emphasize this. Christina will never say this. We get emails from people who go, this change. Well, this one has. You definitely. Yeah, th- this, people can. This, this does change method. lives because what eventually happens is you will do this. Look, we're being realistic here. This will go on for a few weeks. But still, this is better than having to make four different dinners. Mm. You're making one dinner. They're all just being pulled up mm. separately. Eventually, you will just phase it out. This happens every time. Your child is now trying things. They're eating. They're happy at the table. You've never said a word about it. And now you just plate up the dinner like you normally would. Right. Sometimes, so it's not forever. Sometimes I say, wait until you're at a restaurant and you notice that they're just ordering a meal. That can be a really good sign of, okay, we can just go for normal Do dinners. Do you praise them for trying no. things? No. There's no There's praise. to be no praise. There's to be no pressure. Because... You've got to be really careful when it comes to food. Mm. All you want is a very welcoming table with empty plates Mm. and they are allowed to try. If they don't do it the first few nights, it's okay. They will. When they feel like the pressure is off, they're going to try things. And the hard thing is going to be not going, well done, look at you eating a big dinner. Okay, right. Well, that's going to work. And we can say that with confidence. I'm worried about the preschool though. That's unusual. That is super unusual. I would ask about how are they setting up their snack? Because in my experience, I have noticed that if the snack is available in the classroom at all times, if there's a little snack table with a little cutting board and a place with bowls and it's very independent, every single kid, even the pickiest kid, will eat. But if it's a signed snack time and the teachers are the one putting plates mm. down and they fill the plates. The pushback. That there will be a pushback because that kid will feel like they're being told to eat this food. Mm. And even if they're not being willingly, uh, what's the word? Voluntarily. Yeah. Even if they're not meaning to be a pe- to have a power struggle with food there. Oh, There's okay. something there that they don't like being told what to eat. Yeah. And if, I don't know, can you gently ask the teacher to set snack up a different way? That's a hard one. But if, you know, I think that is strange. Or just ask them. Or just explain to the teacher, here's where we're at. Yeah. This is what I'm trying at home. Yeah. It seems to be working. Yeah. Or we're trying to get it to work. Um, yeah. Fill them in. I mean, like I always think your, what your age advice is, she, is always to get your teacher to be yeah. a stakeholder in yeah. what's well, taking they should place. be. They should be. They, yeah, they work for you. But she's four years old. So that's actually the perfect opportunity. Like I have never not seen that work. Set up the snack table. Allow those kids in the classroom to have food whenever they want. My God. Mm-hmm. The idea of tiny little hungry kids. I work to look at our own. No, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, uh, I was just going to say I worked with this incredible teacher who had the biggest heart, uh, Miss Burke Adams in England. And uh, she was aware a lot of kids were coming in without breakfast. Mm. And we didn't really have 
we had snack for snack time, but we didn't have breakfast stuff. But every day she arrived in with a loaf of bread and a box of cereal. And the kids who needed something just got it. And I was like, fair enough, because like, why have a hungry child in your class if you can do something about it? If you are using the Tina Tapas method, splitting up your meals, Mm. put them in a little bowls on the table. Why not send us in a snap? Uh, Best snap is going to get a prize. We've got some uh, Irishman Abroad merch uh, that you can get. Uh, Maybe tickets to a live show. Uh, Send them in because I know it's working for you. And uh, it's great for other people to see, oh, that's how you're doing it. I'll try that too. Yeah. Um, That's it for our free episode. If you want to come to Patreon and hear that juicy extra stuff that I was talking about, how to deal with feedback from the school, which might not necessarily be positive, that you may not agree with. Mm -hmm. Come on over. Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. I am, of course, on tour. Tina's there every single night as well. (laughs) (laughs) Tina gets more shout outs than I do after the show. (laughs) (laughs) People come up and say lovely things. Thank you for doing that. I'm in uh, this week. I'm going to Nace uh, for two shows. Ennis, County Clare. Uh, No, that will already have happened. Oh, sorry. Uh, Then the following week, coming back to St. Albans, Radlett. There's still 10 tickets left there. Wexford is fully sold out. And then on March 3rd, big, big show in Cardiff. If you're a Welsh listener around that area, make sure to go to the Glee in Cardiff, March 3rd. That is going to be a fun one. Um, We'll talk to you over on Patreon. Tina, thanks so much for this episode. Thank you so much, Cher. I love you. Bye.